Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. And I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! And I just wanted to let you know, first of all, today is Wednesday, and it is a lovely Central Florida day. Um, And I just want to let you know that I didn't do a podcast yesterday. No, you were not imagining it. I didn't do one, and that's because... I, first of all, didn't want to just get on and babble about nothing, and I did not have clear thoughts. And then that gave me the impetus for today, because I realize today that I am suffering from depression. And so today I want to talk about it. I want to talk about depression and what you can do, what I can do about my own depression, and what you can do if you're suffering from depression. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Depression, because depression is a very serious problem, is not to be looked at lightly. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to report on my restless leg syndrome. So the last couple of days, I have uh, had some bad flare-ups at the usual time, which is between 2 and 3 in the morning is when it's at its worst. I'd say between, uh, well, any time after midnight is uncomfortable. Sometimes it happens earlier. But really, the problematic time of night is between 2 and 3 somewhere in there, sometimes 2.30 to 3.30, somewhere. If I get to bed by 3.30, I usually feel pretty lucky. So uh, I did have restless legs last night. I don't 100% remember the agony. I remember standing up and walking around in my house with the lights off for about a half hour, which went by very quickly. And I remember going back to bed and dreaming, 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 dreaming. So what I have been doing The number one trick, this is the trick. Number one, get rest in the morning when I don't have restless leg syndrome, as you can see or hear. I'm sitting down. I'm doing nothing uh, physical at all because I don't want to use up my physical energy because at three in the morning when I am laying in bed and I have to get up and stand up and I go, oh, gee, I got to get up. I got no energy. It's really frustrating. But if I'm, you know, ready for bed, but the timing is good, then it's not so horrible to get up and walk around the house for half an hour. You know what I mean? And so it's really about timing. It's about timing my bedtime to get as close to 3.30 in the morning as possible as the bedtime which I'm not quite there yet. I'm still going to bed at like 1.30 and then like being uncomfortable. And the later I can go to bed, the better. And so I'm really working on that. It's taking a long time. It's very, the hardest part is wrapping my head around sleeping late in the morning. Technically, I could be still in bed because if I'm going to not go to bed till 3 a.m., what difference does it make if I get up at noon? And so... Um, that's part of the problem is the morning time because once it gets to be 10.30, I feel guilty laying in bed 
it's an issue. So that is part of the thing to battle. So, but the, the idea of timing the bedtime as close to the end of the restless leg syndrome flare-up as possible so that it's, you know, really out of my memory and out of my consciousness and just masked with activity until that point, it'd be great. If I had a nighttime job that went until 2.30, <laughs> that'd be ideal. You know, when I was working in theater, it was perfect. You know, I'd be just getting done with all the stuff and then by the time I got home, you know. Anyway, so that's the thing. And I want to say that I want to talk about depression really, but I want to talk about restless legs first because it is a thing I struggle with and I think that it's related. You know, I don't want to give the type of depression that I have, I don't want to say that it's because of this, because of that, if I change this or if I change that, the depression will go away. I know the cause of my depression and it's not going to go away. Uh, the cause of my depression is because my body has a very bad time with dopamine. And it is because the restless legs is related to it, but it's related to it in the idea that I took medications for the restless legs that caused my brain and body to not really function with dopamine properly. And when I get off of those medications, which was about three and a half years ago now, uh, they cause a syndrome that takes a long time to get over. And one of the symptoms is depression. And it, it can feel like an organic style of depression. It can feel like it's organic. Like, okay, so I, you know, I didn't eat the right kind of food or, you know, the kind of depression that's organic. But it's not organic. It's coming from a chemical imbalance that I just have to accept. And so the first part of dealing with depression, if you're out there and you're a restless legs person or if you've been taking dopamine agonist medications or if you're a drug addict in any level or if you're just depressed for any reason or any level, I'm going to be talking about depression in the idea of what I do about it, okay? Because there's, I can't, I can't necessarily... Because the type of depression that I live with, I can't necessarily make it, quote unquote, go away. And because of life, the circumstances of life keep happening around me. And some of the circumstances of life also are depressing. The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast iHeartRadio. If you like listening to the Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you. Um, and my generally normal reaction to uh, life's ups and downs is tend to be down. It's just a chemical way that I live that I am. And um, you know, rather than, and I've known many people, many people that have succumbed to depression and are no longer with us, okay? It is a, depression can be a deadly disease. And it can come from organic, it can be just a part of you. Like you could just be born as a depressed person, which I think I sort of have some of that 
naturally within me. I have to, I have to on a daily basis talk myself into not being depressed or into experiencing happiness. It's kind of like called anhedonia, which is a lack of ability to feel pleasure. But I, I do feel, I do get excited. I do feel pleasure. I do have moments, but I have to really talk myself into them. And um, so it's like an organic, that was my organic base. And then when I took medications, it made it worse, okay? But there's a, other types of depression. There's depression from eating too much sugar. There's depression from a family member dying or losing a loved one or after a divorce or whatever. There's hundreds of different causes and, and uh, underlying layers of depression. But I'm here to talk about the kind of depression that I have, which, you know, it's going to be, the, the, the way to deal with it is really going to be helpful for anyone because the type of depression that I have is based on the fact that my body doesn't really function with dopamine properly and the depression might never go away and it is not a thing that I can change a behavior and make it better, Okay. It's the kind of thing I have to learn to live with. And so I'm going to talk about it from that point of view. I'm going to talk about it from the point of view that, like, it's not going to go away. Medication is not going to help it. And the, the thing, how to, like, basically live as, like, with that being something you can deal with. Because I really think, and call me a kook if you need to, I really think the best solution forward and this goes with all things. I am 57 years old. I'm going to be 58 on my next birthday in a month. Okay, like a, like literally a month. Okay. And um, so I think that as a person gets older, bones break, relationships fail, family members die, friends move on. Homes burn down, governments change, circumstances change, money comes in, money goes out. All these things happen. They're normal. And um, through the course of life, there's going to be these, these things. And my opinion is rather than medicate it away, rather than hide from it, rather than be in denial about it, rather than try to resist it, my opinion is it's best and most productive to accept what is as reality and then understand, okay, that these are things I can do now. These are limitations that have been imposed upon me for whatever reason and then this is how I'm going to cope with it because trying to resist it, trying to admit it's not there, trying to be in denial, any of these ways, it doesn't, it's not productive. It's not productive. The productive thing is to say this is the reality that I'm living with and this is how I have to deal with it. And that, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but I'm not, in my opinion, that's the best way to deal with things. And that's across the board, depression, anything okay but in this particular topic i'm talking about depression because i really think i'm i really think i'm suffering from depression but i don't want to call it suffering 
I'm experiencing a and living with a depressive moment in time. <laughs> okay, so let's start in. So like what are the symptoms? All right, what how do I know? What makes me think I'm depressed? Why do I why why am I even talking about it? Well, you know, the restless legs aside and the the poor sleep that I get aside, which is an important factor. Um and aside from the fact that my father is ill and I'm having problems with my family and I'm out here alone in Florida, I have not yet, I've made a few friends, but I don't really have like hangout buddies, which is okay with me. But, you know, there's long days in which I'm wondering what to do with myself and I don't sometimes want to spend money. Um, these are all normal things for people, right? But what are the symptoms that I'm experiencing that are uncomfortable? Well, I'm waking up very anxious in the morning. You know, like I I don't want to get out of bed, but then, you know, maybe it's not really depression. I don't really want to get out of bed because I didn't go to bed till late. And I'm trying to extend my morning, you know, in bed. But part of it is is that I just don't know. I have a whole bunch of stuff I could do. I got boxes I could go through. I have things I could clean. I just can't seem to commit myself to any particular chore or behavior per day. And there's been an opportunity for me to work for somebody who is uh, in a wheelchair and I, I couldn't commit myself to doing it. Uh, I was asked to go out somewhere last weekend and I couldn't commit myself to do it. You know, just to go out for fun. And so I'm, I'm having a difficulty with committing myself to any particular behavior or activity. Uh, I, I want to do something and then I don't want to do something. I want to go out of my house and then I don't want to leave my house. I have projects I can do, but I'm not motivated to do them. Um, these are symptoms that I'm experiencing that are uncomfortable for me. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. It's, I wouldn't say that it's depression, but I wouldn't say that it's like heavy depression. I would say that it's mild depression. And I would say, honestly, that these are symptoms I've been dealing with for a long time, but the level has gotten... It's really about levels, isn't it? Because some of these things are just always going to be there, but it's about levels. And so there's a, a, the level has gotten a little bit high for me. And so... Um, so this, you know, the symptoms are the typical symptoms of of depression, lack of motivation. You know, I'm having to force myself even to do this podcast. You know, because it just, just the motivation just isn't there, and I, yet I don't want to just lay in bed all day, and yet I don't really have a thing I want to do, and then I have like five things I want to do, but then I don't want to do them. You know, and so. Those are like symptoms that are bothering me. Um, and what is the solution? And what am I looking for? Okay, one of the things that's really bothering me is loneliness. And I do have some people I talk to. I go to dance class twice a week. I've got several friends there. I do volunteer work on Saturday night. I have friends there. Um, you know, it's not like I never 
I'm around. I go to a gym. I'm around people. It's not like I'm just in my house alone. You know what I mean? You know, people at the grocery store, they just opened up a new store near me. I can't wait to go today. And I talk to people, but it's not like I, and I talk to my friends on the phone, my two friends, my mom and my girlfriend. I talk to them on the phone. It's not like I'm just, you know, and it, you know, I've known plenty of people that have lived alone in their lives. And I think it's perfectly fine to live alone and be alone, but it's the level. I mean, the level has gotten where I'm just too much alone, too much in my head, too much, you know, on the negative, too much all the time. And so uh, that's the symptom that I'm really being bothered by. And what's the solution? Okay, this is not a thing that's going to be fixed overnight. I just moved to a brand new town. You know, I was thinking back this morning. I was thinking back this morning. I've moved to brand new towns many times in my life. This is not the first time. I was thinking, why is it that this time suddenly I have this big empty hole? And the last thing I didn't. Well, here's why. When I went from San Diego to San Francisco, I was young. I was a young kid. And I immediately went and looked for work. And I went out to bars at night. And I had bad depression. I remember being like blackout drunk many, many times. I remember getting mugged one time because I invited some people over to my house I didn't know. Um, anyways, and then when I went from San Francisco to Palm Springs, I again suffered from depression because I didn't know anyone and I didn't have anything to do. I got really bored and really depressed and drugs were a problem and my restless legs was a problem. Then when I went back to San Francisco, I was fine again. It's because I knew a lot of people. I worked at the gym where I knew people coming in all day. I had like people activity. And then when I went to Rome, I had a job and I was going around talking to new people all the time. It was very stimulating. When I came back to San Diego, here's what changed. Here's what was different. What was different was the collapse of my friendships all my friends scattered away and I came to San Diego and then I only was hanging out with my mother and yeah I was getting involved I had volunteer work on Saturday it was really great fun and but I always kept everything at like a distance because I was afraid of that um getting attached and then leaving thing and then with COVID everything did collapse and everybody did show me that they were, that it was all a game, all um, based on nothing. And I was alone, and I was feeling alone. And because you know what, I had people around me, but they weren't really. I was really alone. And the only time I was really having fun was when I was working on projects, directing plays. And um, so now I'm like here alone. I don't have any drugs in my life. I don't have any medications. I have a lot of discomfort. You know, I have agitation. I'm in a recovery, you know, from these things. And, you know, I think that the first thing is to say, okay, depression is going to be a normal part of this. Okay, it's just going to be there. Anxiety, you know, these different levels. And I think that's the th step number one is to just make it like this is there and um and it can be there and then the second thing is to not 
like be judgmental about it and not try to like what did I do wrong you know not put it into the zone of shame because it can go from like a guilty feeling like I didn't get anything done today I feel guilty because I should have done more into shame oh my god I'm a terrible person because I feel this way okay so I have several things going on in my life that are biggies my father's very ill, probably will die soon. My relationship with my mother is strained because of my move to Florida. I have a non-existent relationship with my brothers because they continue to not show me any respect and it's abusive. And most of the people that I had as friends in my life have shown themselves to not really, they don't reach out. They don't Maybe they're respecting my right to go and off and do new things, but I think that for the most part, there was a... I'm Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. Lack of, I don't know, sincerity, genuinity um, within the, the relationship were not based on what I thought they were based on. Let's put it that way. Let's put the, let's put the, you know, the, let's put the responsibility in a place where it can be corrected. Okay. So the way to correct it is to say, well, what did I do? Well, what I did was, uh, you know, I put these relationships in a place where they didn't belong, you know, put too much emphasis on the relationship when it wasn't really that emphasized to the other person. And I've left myself, Here's how you end up alone. <laughs> how you end up alone is you you put yourself more into the relationships that you have than the relationships are putting into you. And you deplete yourself to where you don't know who you are anymore or what you want to do or how to do it. And then once those people are no longer in your life and you find yourself alone, you will... So there's the responsibility. And a way to change it is to go, what did I do? Okay, well, I didn't I didn't base the relationships. I put myself too much into the relationship so that I didn't put the relationship on the level where it belonged. So, you know what I mean? Like, I thought that this thing was mutual, but it wasn't mutual. It was more me than you. Or was more you than me in certain cases. I don't really know. But I really feel the whole in the times when I was spending time with my mom. And even if the time was spent arguing and being uncomfortable, those are periods of time during the day that are now empty. And I'm alone. And since I spent so much of my time being in that relationship, I failed to work on the parts of me that are able to build other relationships because it was an easy out, an easy escape. I mean, whenever anybody invited me to something, I could just say, oh, I, I want to go near, go on my mom's there. And there was always a way to be without having to reach out to other people. And so I've, I've, I've not killed, but I've diminished my skill or my ability to meet new and other people by directing all my attention into the easy way out. And so that's going to take time. And the answer to that is time and, and work. Got to, you know, like this morning I woke up very anxious and very 
uh, feeling kind of bad about myself and depressed and oh my god I have this big long whole empty day ahead of me with no one to be about or be around and anything to do and now that I've sat here and I've done my podcast I realize that what I'm really learning right now is and this would happen eventually anyway is I'm really learning how to be okay with totally being alone spending my time alone with myself I've got plenty of projects to do today it doesn't have to be lonely it could just be alone and you know and so I can be fine doing things alone in my world and it's fine because I know that I'm not lonely you know there are people there will eventually be new people in my life you know I'm a fairly congenial person and uh, we'll see you know my current goal is to uh, I don't want to attract the same problem to me that I left behind and what I left behind was a very strong sense that the people around me were not sincere with me and maybe that's I maybe I wasn't uh, genuine with them I don't really know but until I can until I can have confidence that the people that I'm meeting and the people I'm putting in my life are um, you know that it's a uh, it's going to be a good I, don't, I just am being more cautious and in, in being more cautious I'm spending more time alone I guess that's the trade-off and so that's my podcast for today get from it what you will the title is going to be dealing with depression and um, and that's what it's going to be and have a good day thanks for listening bye-bye The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.